CBS Sports presents the Pick 6 Podcast, featuring CBS NFL writers Pete Prisco and Will Brinson, NFL insider Jason Lockenfora, and host Nick Costos. You want NFL talk? We've got NFL talk. From training camp to the Super Bowl and through the NFL draft, our fearsome foursome has you covered. This is the Pick 6 Podcast. Football Monday edition of the Pick 6. The four horsemen all here today. And guys, the biggest news story in the National Football League, he's back. Jake Cutler with the Miami Dolphins. A stunner here as the Dolphins have a new starting quarterback for this season. This warms my heart. <laughs> uh, I'm, I li- I'm one of the few guys in the league that actually likes Jake Cutler. And, and I know a lot of people will bash him and bash the Dolphins and say he's a... He's a you know, coach killer, whatever. But let's be honest about it. Gase knows him. Gase likes him. Gase trusts him. Gase thinks he gives him the best opportunity to win. And you got to trust Adam Gase on this. So I'm, I'm okay with it. I know a lot of people, well, why didn't they sign Kaepernick? Because Kaepernick doesn't fit what Gase wants to do. Okay. Bottom line. He wanted somebody that understood his offense and that's why he signed. Look, it makes sense. Um, it's kind of a no brainer. The only question was going to be, you know, was Cutler ready to play? He, you know, he put out a statement that wasn't just like, thanks for the memories. You know, he gave you the whole, I'm done. My heart's not in it. You know what I mean? It's time for, he gave you the whole, uh, kit and caboodle, but he's like Jason Voorhees or Michael Myers. You can't, you can't kill off Jay Cutler that easy. Smoking Jay Cutler's back for more, man. And you know what? He'll be fine. Uh, I think there might be an opportunity for him to be, a little more productive even than maybe he was with Gase in Chicago a few years ago. But Adam would be the first one to tell you the most important metric with that entire offense right now is going to be the interception totals. And if he's able to continue to coach and coerce that out of Cutler's system, then, you know, Tannehill was basically managing things anyway. And and they think they can run the ball. You know, Jaya be back from that concussion at some point. And they they have some weapons there at least on paper right now. It's uh it's fascinating because this team was about to take a turn towards the Jets and the Bills, right? I mean, like they're they're the closest thing the AFC East has in terms of being competitive for the Patriots. And when Tannehill went down, even though Tannehill's you know maybe fairly limited, I mean he played well last year. It seemed like to me that if they couldn't get Cutler, or I mean they they talked about friggin' Tebow. They, I mean they were headed towards. Being a five-win team or worse if they don't have a starting quarterback, if they have to roll with Matt Moore. And now – There wasn't a chance in hell they were going to sign Tebow. Gase thinks he's awful. Are you kidding me? Come on. But, but where did that report come from then, right? Uh, because I mean, it, was, it was out maybe, there. Maybe some idiot in the room yelled out, how about Tebow? And they all looked at him and went, are you kidding me? That means his name was mentioned. I mean, that's – There's that's, nobody bringing Tim Tebow, especially not there. No way. All I'm saying is that the rumor was out there that they were talking about Tim Tebow, Kyle. They're talking about names, Pete. They're talking about names. Probably they a better chance. Name. I was coming in to be the quarterback. I'm going to take the snaps next year. Come on. I mean, you talk about Drew Brees. There were rumors Ben Roethlisberger was going to be traded four years ago. I mean, there's, you know, like we can, we can have rumors all day long. You know, I think probably a better chance that Tebow plays for the New York Mets this season than he does in the in the National Football League. And there's exactly. probably a 0% chance that Tebow ends up playing for the Mets. But spin this forward oh, now. I wouldn't say that. You want to make a little wager? I'll make a yeah. wager with you that Tebow is not in the majors this year for the Mets. I'll, I'll bet you a uh, 
bet you a soda pop he gets a cup of coffee in, in September, gets at least one at bat. Great. It's single A. He's in single A. Everybody keeps comparing him to Michael Jordan. Michael Jordan played double A. It's single A. They're going different. nowhere. It's, I'm talking about one at bat, one series as a publicity stunt to sell some tickets oh, well, at the yeah. end of the year. Like, and a, then they get, and then they, then they can yell, step right up, step right up, see the sideshow. That's what it is. <laughs> yeah, they're 49 and 60. The Mets, the Mets are worse than the friggin' Braves. They're definitely bringing him up and playing him out there in outfield and selling some tickets and selling some Tebow jerseys. And you know what? He'll probably hit a homer. There'll be discussions about spring training next year. He'll make some miraculous diving catch where he blasts his face into the, uh, into the outfield. Like, yeah, like you've I, seen the movie Angels in the Outfield. This is actually the real life movie Angels in the Outfield. It's real. Then he could, then he could start charging everybody $25,000 for appearances. Oh, wait, he already does that. Th- that is kind of fraudulent, isn't it, from Timmy Tebow? Everybody does that, man. Come on. You know, nobody turns free money down. Come on. Your old, I heard, I heard, now I don't know this is to be fact, but I heard that when Shane Matthews was the coach at his old high school, he asked him to come speak and he wanted 25 grand to do it. Come on. Are you serious? Talk to, oh, that's that, a different story. I well, then again, then again, then again, he didn't go to that high school. He's just a football mercenary and really didn't, didn't go to school. He just lived in the apartment close by and showed up for practice and then left. All right. So, so the what's good for me is good for me doesn't apply to Tim Tebow? Right. Huh? No, it applies to Not him, when you're a saint. Not when you're a saint, apparently. Right. Right. Like, for me, who's yes, not a saint. Yes, Pete's very open about the fact that he is a sinner. He's pissed at Tebow that he purports himself up to be the second coming of Jesus Christ. I hear you. I have yeah. horns. I walk around with horns on my head. No, and, and, and also literally one around your neck that you used to curse us like you tried to put the whammy on me a couple of years ago. That's that's the Italian horn, baby. You better watch out for that, Nick. You went in the toilet with your picks after I put that No, on. Will, he literally said to me, like the first Sunday I was watching games with Pete, he goes, I'm putting the whammy on you. I'm like, what does that mean? Like I'm going to walk outside and get hit by a car? And he goes, I don't know. Like I, I actually <laughs> like, like, like looked twice when I crossed the street that night. It's, you need to buy one of you need to buy one of those uh, things to offset the whammy, you know, the cordoon, your little boom. You give a little something. It, it has to usually be an Italian grandmother to actually put it on you full, like, full bore. At least that's what we always heard. Well, like, I don't hand- know that Pete has the capability to do it in all of its bountiful strength. Mine was handed down, though, so it's a, it's a generational thing. I, gotcha. I okay. Satan himself. Yeah, well, Satan himself. And worth Damn. noting here. Pete is currently wearing a shirt that is satanic red, so I think that fits him very well. They used to call, in, in Jacksonville, they used to call me Darth Gator, by the way. So I mean, that was that was <laughs> that's pretty good. And you know, as Pete gets older and as he loses the little hair he does have left, he does look a little bit like Darth Vader when he takes the helmet off at the end of Return of the Jedi. I don't know, but your hair, but I wish the audience could see, because your, your forehead is glistening right now, and it's getting deeper and deeper back. <laughs> back, 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 but you're, you're like the home run derby. Back, 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 back. See, see, Jason, this is what's annoying about Pete. Like, 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 you want to make fun One of me. One trick pony. Yeah, 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 but it's like, but the trick's not even good. He's like, he tells you you're losing your hair. You got a full head of hair. I have a full head of hair. Pete's bald. Like, Pete, like, stop can, trying look, to put your baldness can, on us. Look, I'm bald. I admit I'm bald. We can go to Brinson, the judge. He's got a full head of hair. Is his hair going back? Brinson. It's ridiculous. Uh, who's there? Nick's? It's not yes. even close. Um, I, I can't. I think it looks pretty good from here. I, I, uh, I can't he's tell. rushing it forward. He's going to get it. As right, they said. I'll, I'll say this, Nick. <laughs> Hair today, gone tomorrow, buddy. It can happen in an instant. Oh, I'm going to say. I will Trust say this. Me, I, speak, I speak of what I know or know I of what I speak. My dad had a luscious head of hair until I went to college. Then it turned gray. And then when my brother went to college, it all fell out. So hey, it's a- you know what they say about football? It's a game of inches. 
Well, Nick's hairline is a game of inches because every single year it goes back a couple of inches. Like if that were the case, I would have been bald by last year, Pete. You're, you're clearly wrong about no, that. this is recent. This is as you get older. You're now, what are you now, Nick? 33? 34. 34. 34. Okay. 28, you didn't have it go back. Now every year it goes back a few inches. It will be gone. Season, let's see, by <laughs> 2021, you will have a almost gone. No, it won't. Because there's literally no male in my family that's bald. Yes, I I guess I probably should get on that here at at age 34. Can I throw something out there? I think Cutler's better than Tannehill. Like, are the Dolphins a better team today than they were last Thursday when Tannehill got hurt? I kind of think they are. Well, I I won't say he's better than Tannehill. And you know I like Jay Cutler. But what he will do is he'll take the shots maybe that Tannehill wouldn't take. And that was the one criticism of Tannehill was that he wouldn't take the deep shots. And he got better at it last year under Gase. I think Cutler's more of a gunslinger. And, and by the way, all the people piling on this data and stats and everything else about how Cutler wasn't that great when Gase had him, actually, you do realize who he was throwing to. He was throwing to Marcus Wilson and Bellamy. Right, and and yep. Everybody was hurt. The whole And the offensive line was a disaster that year. So Gase will get the best out of Jay Cutler, I promise you. Which is still somewhat limited, but yes, the best out of him. Well, also, I mean, he's, he's a gunslinger. 800 receiving yards that year, didn't he? What's that? Alshon Jeffrey had 800 receiving yards that year. Yeah, he was. He missed. He missed a bunch of games too. What he missed, like eight or nine games that he year. He always misses six. Yeah. Yeah. Well, uh, and, and, and so Bennett missed three that year, five that year, and they Zach Miller. That was the Zach Miller year. Remember, he made Zach Miller look good. He did go to Green Bay and win without a turnover in that game, and he went to Kansas City and won at Arrowhead with a big game. So he, he's capable. Jason, I got a question because I. I Looking at this contract with Tannehill, I don't understand why in the hell Tannehill would not have had the surgery to repair the partially torn ACL this year. On yeah. he's uncuttable this year at twenty four million in dead cap space, but next year he's at four point five million. So if Cutler plays really well and wants to keep playing with Gase and the Dolphins, and they and Tannehill doesn't play at all, there's a pretty good chance Tannehill's out the door, right? Yeah, I mean, well, look. I- I don't know. Gates really, I mean, Gates loves him. Gates swears by him. Um, Tannehill, that is. Yes. You can, you could work something out. It's not like they have a developmental guy who he's been working with. Like, if they took somebody in the third round, you know what I mean, in Gates' first draft, and now you're thinking two years are working with him and he's ready, but they don't, they don't really have that guy, hence the Jay Cutler signing, which is a one year stopgap. I, I, I mean, if, if, if Cutler has a Pro Bowl year, then we're talking something else, but if Cutler's Cutler, then I still think Tannehill's in the mix. Will he have to move some money around? Will he have to do some things to facilitate that and help the team? Possibly. But what is he, 26 years old, 27? I don't know. I, I wouldn't I wouldn't be ready to write him off just yet. But Tannehill, I think, is going to be 30 next year. Yeah. Is I he? Think, yeah. yeah I think, uh, really? Like, I think Tannehill is 29 this year, and I think he turns 30 next year. I'm going to double-check that right now. But he's not, he's not 26 or 27. I'm thinking five years out of college. What did he come? I guess he came out. He's older when he came out then. I don't know. He turned 29 less than two weeks ago. So that's a nice wow. birthday for him. Yeah, but, <laughs> Happy birthday. Here's a torn ACL. Like 35, but yeah. The Dolphin, Jason, you made a good point. Gase likes, really likes Tannehill and thinks he's the, he's this guy there. So they're not going to let him go. I mean, this is a stopgap situation. What do you do if you let him go? Then you're all of a sudden in the market looking for a quarterback scrambling around. No way. But what if? But what if Cutler's good? Like, what if the Dolphins go ten and six and Cutler gets them into into a wild card game? Maybe sneaks an upset, gets into the divisional round, and, and Cutler wants to keep playing. They're gonna pay Jay Cutler to keep playing, and that's gonna be the end of Ryan Tannehill, right? 
I said if he has a Pro Bowl year, but if he's Jay Cutler, you know what I mean, and he has, I don't know, 25 touchdowns and 15 picks, I mean, no. He's going to have to prove that he's much more than a game manager. I, I just I, – I, look, that team's going to re- regret – if they were perfectly healthy, I think that team was in line for regression. I, I don't know that Jay swapping out quarterbacks is going to necessarily curb that trend. They're going to have to be much better on defense. Um uh, you know, we'll we'll see. Yeah, but oh, here's the other thing. Here's the other thing about it is, uh, Jay. You know, the word was is Jay's family was kind of pulling him to retire. Remember, yes. he moved to Nashville. He got back down there where he, where he went to college, and and you know that kind of thing. So I I don't know if he necessarily wants to play long term. I think this is a one year type of thing for him. At least, at least in my mind, I think that's exactly what's going to be. I'm with you. Do you think that the offensive line, Pete, is going to be a plus or a minus for the Dolphins this year uh, now that they're kicking ter- Laramie Tunsil out and sort of you know, guard sort of an issue? Is that, I mean, Cutler's, Cutler's been besieged by bad offensive lines before, I guess is what my point is here. Well, it, I think Tunsil's going to be a really good left tackle. I mean, he, he was a good guard. He's going to be a really good left tackle. That's not going to be a problem. The problem is, is Pouncey healthy. You know, they're, they're, that's the major issue for them. Pouncey has to stay on the field. Now, I don't think he's as good as everybody else thinks he is, but he's significantly better at what they have playing behind him. He needs to be on the field. He's smart. Uh, I think Pouncey needs to be on the field. If he's on the field, they'll be fine on the offense. And we saw that last year. When the Dolphins' offensive line is healthy, Jay Agajayi looks really good. So I think that's obviously key to uh, to Brinson's point. Now, um, we got JLC's take. He didn't like the Dolphins even before the Tannehill injury. I think they're going to be a better team with Cutler. I think they could challenge for a playoff berth. Pete, do you see the Dolphins as a playoff-caliber outfit? Yeah, they can push for it. I mean, uh, A, I think Gase is a good coach. B, I think there's a lot of good talent on that team. Uh, I still worry about a, you know, a couple, the, the pass rush, the run defense was atrocious last year. You know, Ken Timmons and McMillan, the, the rookie from Ohio State and guys like that amp up their run defense because they were really bad against the run, even though they had Sue and it wasn't him. Uh, there are issues there. They're not going to beat New England. I mean, I mean, you know, they're not going to push New England in the division. They're playing for second place. They could be a wild card. Jason, do you think that this Jarvis Landry stuff that's sort of popping up is going to be an issue moving this is just still I, a C situation. It's hard to say. I mean, you, you know, I don't know the pace at which the authorities will move. You know, I don't know how much cooperation they're going to get. I'm not sure when they're going to come forth with even a, a, an official statement on it, much less whether or not they bring charges. And then obviously the NFL will want to do its own investigation, but that's usually not until the authorities have at least made, you know, their initial foray. I mean, they don't need to be they got enough to do trying to figure things out rather you know, and not answering calls from NFL investigators before the police department themselves know, you know, what's going on and, and whether they're ready to pass on any charges. I mean, I, I, I would just say that the, the way these things generally work, the amount of time it generally takes, especially in any sort of domestic violence issue, and if it turns out to be a domestic violence issue in which, um, you know, only one party is communicating, and I'm not – uh, making a statement about that. I, I mean, you know, everyone is entitled to handle that however they want. But uh, we've seen a history of when that is the case, it can take an exceptionally long time for the NFL to reach a conclusion. I mean, the, Ezekiel, the original Ezekiel Elliott allegations date back to Columbus, Ohio, correct? 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's, he's going into his second year in the NFL, and we still don't have closure. So I don't know that that's necessarily something that's going to, again, affect them in the short term, short of there being, you know, immediate police charges and him being taken into custody and then believing they have a preponderance of evidence that would lead to some sort of charges. And, and at this point, we, we don't know anything close to that. You know, the, the one thing that kind of ticks me off as it regards the Cutler stuff, Pete, you, you mentioned it. Like, people are coming out with stats like Cutler wasn't that good. Like, Adam Gase coached him in Chicago, and Adam Gase brought him into Miami. So clearly, Adam Gase thinks that Cutler is at least sort of good, right, if he brought him in. So, like, it, like the smear campaign on Cutler, and look, I know there's a lot of people caping for Colin Kaepernick here. I don't even think it's, like, it's, it's up for debate. Like, you'd rather have Jay Cutler than Colin Kaepernick. I don't even think it's close. Well, for anybody who tries to make this not be a football decision, this is first and foremost a football decision. And if you look at it from Gase knows Cutler, he likes Cutler, A. But not only that, owner Stephen Ross came out publicly last year and defended every single one of his guys who did take a knee last year. That doesn't matter to him. Now, the Cuban Fidel Castro shirt might offend a lot of the South Florida fan base, but Stephen Ross, he's not the one who's going to – He's not the one who's going to say no. So this is a football decision first and foremost. Now, is Kaepernick not being in the league a football decision everywhere? Probably not, but it is in this case. Yeah, I mean, and look, Cutler to me is a no-brainer too. Look, if Jay Cutler was great, Jay Cutler would have never put that statement out. And and when somebody's giving Mike Glennon $18 million one year to go see if he's a quarterback, somebody, if they thought there was a lot of upside in Jay Cutler, would have done that. But it's horses for courses. And in this case, in this instance, with the relationship with Gase, and given the fact that he's, I mean, it's, it's him or Charlie Whitehurst at this point. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, it's a no-brainer. And, and it is it's obvious. It's freaking August. Yeah, yeah. It is obvious that Jay Cutler is going to be the starter. Like, I don't think, as of this recording, and it's around lunchtime on Monday, the Dolphins haven't technically announced the move, right? I mean, but, like, Jay Cutler is, is the starter as soon as the deal happens, Yes. Yeah, yes. you just got to get down there, pass a physical. You know, you got to dot all the I's and cross all the T's and all that stuff. But yeah, I mean, everything's agreed to contractually. But he's got to pass a physical, and then he's got to get out there and start throwing some passes. I, I mean, Matt Moore is not taking his job, right? It's... it's Jay Cutler's job. If Jay Cutler gets hurt or loses it, you know what I mean, then that'll happen. But Jay Cutler goes in. Now, look, Jay Cutler can't come in and throw 155 or 200 passes day one. You know what I mean? He hasn't been ramping up for this, so. I don't know that Jay Cutler comes in and gets every snap with the ones, you know, in the first two weeks of these preseason games, but he he is being ramped up to be the starter as soon as possible. That's not today or tomorrow or, you know, the day after. Hey, Pete, who do you think scores more points, the uh, Dolphins' offense or the Bills' offense? Hmm, that's a good question. I'll say Miami. How about you, JLC? Boy, I don't. I mean, I don't know. At the end of the day, I think they're both probably around seven or seven to nine wins, and no one's going to care oh, all that. Talk about points, offensive points. Yeah, yeah. I, I I'll <laughs> say Buffalo. And guys, real quick here on the Bills here, while we're on that subject, news coming down just just when we started taping that they have signed free agent wide receiver Anquan Bolden. So joining that pass catching core, which is obviously headlined by Sammy Watkins, as JLC's dog makes his first appearance on the Monday edition of the show. Anquan Bolt is a pro's pro who can't run, but he he has more catches than any other human being in the history of the league who's never been open. 
I mean, <laughs> the guy is phenomenal with his hands. He really is. It's an amazing story. And, and you know what? I love seeing him back in the league. Oh, he's good dude. I like the fact that the, with the Bolden situation that now you have Sammy Watkins, who's got that high upside, as Pete has made notes, potentially overrated. Nick thinks he's properly rated. But always gets hurt. You have Bolden and Zay Jones, who are a nice combo. I think Bolden is a great mentor type for Zay Jones, too, because, you, you know, big, physical, makes a catch. Um, there's some nice little weapons in there. You had LaShawn McCoy and, and Tyrod Taylor. I wouldn't be surprised if the Bills finished second, but I think Cutler probably makes the Dolphins my favorite to finish second in that division, although I don't think anybody's above 500 outside the Patriots. Yeah, I don't think anybody other than New England's going to matter or resonate or have any sort of season that we're sitting there in January or February and talking about it. And, well, Tyrod Taylor's playing for his job too, right? I mean, he's got to show that he's the long-term answer too to this coaching staff. He's got it's kind of this, a situation where he's playing for his job this year in Buffalo, right? Long-term answer. So the third straight year he's been doing it. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, and, and but this is a new coaching staff and a new regime. It's not the same regime. It's not, but the, the primary reason he's there is Mc, is McDermott. If they had kept Whaley, you know, in charge, and he wasn't answering to a new head coach, and the new coach didn't have all the jam. It might have been Cardell Jones or whoever else. I mean, remember, they were the personnel side was the ones pushing for Tyrod to get benched early in the year so that they wouldn't get stuck with the injury guarantee because they were trying to already work on the owner to either, you know, go with somebody who was there and or draft somebody high this year. Guys, I can't wait for the NFL to come back. And I'll be honest with you guys, with the audience, maybe, maybe not the main reason because I love the game and always have, but why I love football season is because I'm a degenerate gambler and I like to gamble on sports and I like to gamble on the NFL. So one last note here on the Dolphins and Cutler. So the game got taken off the board, right? Dolphins, Bucks, week one, when the Tannehill injury happened, they don't know what's going to happen. Who's the quarterback? So. Jeff Sherman out at the Westgate tweeted yesterday that they were going to open the Bucks as a favorite, maybe as high as minus two in Miami in week one. It had been with Tannehill, Dolphins minus one. Now, I am going to bet on the Dolphins in week one no matter what because I want to bet on Jay Cutler, and it'll be worth the money. Even if he throws five picks, it'll still be worth it because it'll entertain the hell out of me. But, like, can someone try and talk me out of the Dolphins not being a lock to win that game if they are a home underdog in week one against a team that missed the playoffs last year in Tampa Bay? Why do you need to make – why are you worried about that bet now? They're going to have so many injuries. So much going to happen between now and then, like – Nick is the, Nick is the I, I wouldn't be in a hurry to lock in to the Dolphins in week one. I. I think Tampa's going to be pretty good, and I don't know about Miami's pass rush, and if Cam Wake doesn't have a big day, then I think Miami's secondary is in a lot of trouble. But not, I can't believe I'm talking about this on August the 2nd or whatever the hell it is. Never too early to talk some gambling. Let's not forget that the, that the Buccaneers in week one last year walked into Atlanta and beat up on the NFC champion Falcons and won that game. So different, different scenario, worst team, but outside, it could definitely happen. I like the Buccaneers. And, Losers! and very excited because this weekend, myself, Pete, and Will will all be in Las Vegas signing up for the Super Contest. Could have a special gambling edition of the show coming to you next week where I will beat Pete Prisco for the third consecutive year in our head-to-head picks challenge. And with that... Oh, you, did, you didn't beat me. You didn't beat me yet. Now, Jason, I would guess this has been a great Monday morning for you because come Thursday night, your favorite quarterback back in the national spotlight, Brock Osweiler, gets the start in the oh, Browns' first God. preseason game as, as Cleveland hosts the Saints. That had to warm your heart, JLC. I got to tell you, I was when I was in Cleveland the other day, and he was working. I, everybody was saying he hadn't been working with the ones. Well, maybe just because they knew I was coming, he got a lot of work with the ones the day I was there, and working in goal line situations, trying to throw fades into the corner of the end zone. I mean, look, the bottom line in Cleveland is 
as I wrote in the story when I was there, I mean, I think Greg Williams is going to make good, you know, very good, strong strides with the defense. I think they can be respectable defensively. But people openly will tell you this could be the worst quarterback room we've ever had here. Think about how bad the quarterbacks have been in Cleveland forever. I mean, Brock Osweiler doesn't have to be necessarily good to be better than Kessler, who was, at best would only be a backup. Any scout would tell you that at the time he was drafted. Or, you know, Kaiser, who's got a lot to learn, I mean, a ton to learn. I think Kaiser ends up playing more games there than anybody else. Uh, I would frankly be giving him reps with the ones right now. You're not going to win a lot of games this year, and you better develop somebody for the future. But, you know, Osweiler, if you're doing a pure football competition, is the best of their bunch. But remember, it's not much of a bunch. I look. I would just play Kaiser and get on with it. I mean, that, me too. That's the, that's the bottom line. I just I, I've heard he's looked good in practice. Um, you know, the one knock on him coming into the, into the league was that he was thought he was a little too big for his britches. He went into meetings with teams with his sunglasses on, and that turned some of them off. That's so but bad, talent, by the way. Like, how do you yeah, let? Like, you're his agent. Like, how do you let that happen? Yeah, it's just bad. And, and but his talent is good, and he's a big, strong, physical kid. And he can spin the ball. I would just get on with it and play him. And I agree with you, Jason. I think that defense, they have talent on that defense. The offensive line is going to be good. I mean, they, they do have, they are putting something together there in Cleveland. So figure out who the quarterback is going to be and go forward for next year. I'll say the right side of their offensive line is going to be good. I don't know about the left side, but they should be able to play a lot of right-handed football, run to the strong side, get the tight ends involved. Joe Thomas um, plays the left side. What are you talking about? I'm Joe, Joe Thomas in the run game? I mean, Joe Thomas in the pass game is still holding up. I don't know a lot of people. I mean, he's not a great Thomas run blocker. But, is but road grading people anymore. No, he was never a road grader, but but they're good. I mean, that's you're, you're complaining about Joe Thomas at left tackle, Jason. Come on. I'm complaining about center to the left tackle in the run game versus the right side. I think the right side, they've got some maulers. The left side, I don't know. JLC, how did Kaiser look when you were out at Browns camp? Nobody looked very good when I was in the Browns camp. The defense ate the offense's lunch from the first snap on. It was uh, They were in full pads. The defense first time out in full pads did not meet Greg Williams' expectations, and that was not going to happen two times in a row. So, um, no, nobody looked good. I mean, they, a couple inside running plays, you know, Crowell looked okay, but uh, nobody looked very good in the passing game. Guys, you know, you can't actually hit quarterbacks. You're not getting sacked, sacked in the physical sense. But in terms of plays being half the whist, being whistled down because somebody was in the backfield, yeah, there was a whole lot of that, and there was a bunch of interceptions and a bunch of balls that linebackers should have caught. It's it wasn't very pretty. What was the old joke about like uh, how did how the defense fit on the field with Greg Williams' ego on there? <laughs> and that, and that used to be one of the old jokes. Yeah. I know J- Jason loves you, Greg Williams. I like Greg a lot. I know you do. I, I like Greg too, but but you got to admit he, he he likes Greg a lot too. Well, I mean, he, how big of an ego can you be if you have your hair and your, like, your whole situation going like that? Like, you gotta get over yourself if you're, I mean, his little, his little makeover post bounty gate, or post bounty gate was, is a questionable fashion decision. He got lean and mean. I know that much. Isn't got, it like, funny? Isn't it funny when guys get away from the game, how different they look when they come back? Like, it was yeah. Tom Sula and, uh, yeah. and Sean Payton, remember, became a CrossFit yes. maniac and uh, yes. it's just, it's funny how when they get away from the game, what they do to themselves. Well, I mean, it looks like they sleep when they go away from the game. Like, they come back, oh, it looks like like you haven't been having vampires hours. Like, you've actually slept a decent amount during the night. How did, uh, how did Miles Garrett look out there, Jason? He was starting to run with the ones a little bit, get involved in third-down situations. He, he looked he looked good. He looked good in a, in a few instances even against Joe Thomas. How about Peppers? Yeah. Peppers? 
Jabril Peppers, but he's been hurt. Uh, yeah, I, I didn't notice a whole lot of Peppers. They they have look. Here's the bottom line: they got young talent on that team. I mean, when you look at that defense, Shelton's a good player. Uh, the, the other Ogbuzz a good pass rusher. Collins is good. Kirksey's good. Um, you know, I don't. Jamar Taylor. Secondary really safeties. I don't really. I mean, I don't know about the. Safeties. I'm not a big. I don't like the safeties. I don't like the secondary. I really don't like the safeties. The corners, maybe a Hayden or somebody takes a step up. Then look, you weren't going to rebuild that whole thing. The neighbor. I mean, you could go back to the story I wrote. I don't, I don't know if you post the link or what the hell we do on a podcast. But, like, I looked, I mean, across the board, they were 28 to 31st or 32nd in any key metric you would ever look at, including sacks, turnovers, rushing yards allowed. I mean, they allowed, over the last three years, they've allowed 138 yards a game on the ground. So, I, I would disagree with you, by the way. three levels of that defense. I will disagree with you 100% about the offensive line. I think the offensive line, the only spot that's a major concern is the right tackle. Yeah, that's how I felt too. I, I feel like the I I feel like all right. Would you take rank these offensive lines, Pete? They're gonna have they're gonna have Zeitler and and Petonio on the right side, correct? Oh, Petonio is gonna play left guard. It's gonna be Petonio and 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 Thomas on the left side. They're gonna go with uh, Zeitler or Cam Irving. Zeitler the right and either Coleman or whoever wins the job at right tackle. You know. Yeah, that, I got a feeling Petonio ends up back at right tackle when it's all said and done. Ah, he's a good guard. I wouldn't do that. That would Which, be dumb. And, Tre- and then Treader's going to be a good center for him. They got to that line. We got to see. Yeah, we got to see about Treader. How would you rank Titans, Raiders, Browns, Cowboy, Cowboys? If you were picked off, it's a line speed. Well, since we don't know about Lyle Collins at right tackle, and and they're you know going to be working a left guard in there. There's a little. And the Raiders don't have a left line. tackle right now. Raiders left but, tackle's holding out. He'll be there. He ain't, he ain't gonna, he, Eventually, but then what kind of shape is he in? He's not exactly spring chicken. I mean, I'm sure he'll be there at some point, too. But is that a precursor to an injury? Donald Penn, 34 well, years old. Well, okay, if, if Donald Penn's in there and he's the same guy, the Raiders have the best offensive line. If, if uh, Lyle Collins becomes what they think he can become, then maybe the Cowboys have the best offensive line. I think that Browns line is really good, and I think the Titans have the best. The Titans pair have the best young line, man. So they I have the best the pair of tackles. They have the best pair of tackles, that's for sure. No doubt. So but those two backs, no, I, I think I, I think the Titans. I mean, Russ, the job Russ Grimm has done there has gotten no attention national. Like, I mean, it's like not you don't even. I don't think most people even know these their offensive line coach. But the, those, both those, well, the one was a rookie, so yeah, it was only going to be them. But I mean, what he's done with Luan, he, he did a hell of a job there getting that unit together last year. So Browns have yeah. a quarterback competition, Pete. The Broncos do as well, and by all accounts. I mean, it's not good right now in Colorado. I was reading that Paxton Lynch in, a, in passing drills where the quarterback is supposed to throw the ball, took off and ran a couple times, much to the chagrin of Mike McCoy and Vance Joseph here. It's going to be Simeon by default, it seems like, Pete, for week one against the Chargers on Monday night. It will be. It will be. When I was out there, I, I nearly threw up. I told you guys that. It was bad. It was awful. It wasn't very good. Uh, they didn't throw the ball very well. And, you know, I thought Lynch would take the strides, and he didn't. One thing that stood out to me when I talked to both of them, I want a guy that's got a little swagger and a little cockiness to him, and he's going to, you know, okay, I'm, it's my job. Like Simeon. You want Simeon to say, I was the starter last year, so he's got to take the job from me. You don't get that from those two. Uh-huh. It's like they're, gee whiz, oh, golly, we might be the starting quarterback, and that's a problem. But I think Simeon will be the starter. Uh, he's, well, he, he, he's, he doesn't mess up as much. The other kid's got wow plays, but he messes up a bunch. Simeon's just steady, and it's that's not the way you're going to win in the NFL. Let's see what the preseason holds as well. I got a feeling Lynch is a, is a guy who might not ever look 
like he's never going to be your your most fundamentally sound practice guy, but you know, does some of the street ball play a little better on Sunday than it does on Wednesday? I mean, I you know, and you know McCoy. If McC- I mean, back to Tebow. You know what I mean? If McCoy schemed it up for Tebow, he's got Paxton Lynch plays in his back pocket. I mean, so I would say let's let's see what happens. There's four preseason games for a reason. Well, let's not forget too that I mean, this team that invested a first round pick in Paxton Lynch, they are going to be inherently uh, invested in making sure that Paxton Lynch tries to get on the field and. He is a guy that, you know, you can, I mean, like you say, maybe he doesn't work in that sort of these, you know, traditional passing drills in practice, which is not, not great. I mean, again, that was Tebow had the problem. Yes, too, considering his he, job is to pass that, yes, that would be bad. But I mean, Jason's right. Like maybe he's running these plays where he's got, you know, some, some options, some run options built in. I mean, when he gets out, when he gets out on the edge and he, like, he, that dude's got a cannon, but they're not good enough for that team. They should be better than that. I mean, I'll be honest with you. The kid who looks like he's got a little bit of a swagger and a quarterback to him is, is Chad Kelly. Yeah. I mean, Chad Kelly looks like the guy that might be, the, the, you know, the guy that has the, at least he has a little bit of swagger to him. The other two. He also looks like the wrong. kind of guy that would sucker punch you at a bar at 1 a.m. Yeah, well, then he'd get a bottle over his head. <laughs> that's, uh, but that's a whole other story. <laughs> Pete, 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 may, Pete may find like sucker punching at 1 a.m. Like part of swagger, like that might be something that Pete looks no, at. Like, I mean, you got to stay out of trouble. I get that. I get that. But from everybody I talked to in Denver, they said he's been a model guy so far, and, and actually has worked his butt off, and he likes it. So, you know, I, I think down the road that's a possibility. But the other two guys aren't the long-term answer for sure. Any chance Chad Kelly starts week one? No, no, absolutely not. He's still he's still a little thing. No, but no, but like, but that being said, Pete, out of the three that you saw, was Kelly the best or no? Did you get to see any of Chad no, Kelly? He didn't. He doesn't get the work that like the others do. I mean, don't get me wrong. When you're working against those defensive backs on that team, I'm telling you, Chris Harris and Aqib Talib and and Roby yeah. and that gang, they go after them and they go after them with a vengeance. And and Von Miller, you know, who I feel really bad for is is uh, Menelik Watson, the right tackle. He, last year he spent all last year working against Khalil Mack in practice. Then he gets here and he's got to work against, he gets to Denver, he's got to work against Von Miller. Von Miller spins around him like he's a standing still guy. It's unbelievable. He's a turnstile when you're working against Von Miller. Does Paxton Lynch still have the mustache? Yeah, it's, it's not good. I either. feel like that's why he hasn't been playing well because his mustache is horrendous. Like he's like the reverse Samson. Like he shaves the mustache and I think that it'll all of a sudden look like he did when he was at Memphis. Well, and you hear this too, you know, that during the offseason, he goes back to Orlando. He gets away from the facility. He, you know, he doesn't stay around all the time. And I asked Vance Joseph if he works as hard as, because you hear rumblings that he doesn't work as hard. And Vance Joseph got, oh, no, no, that's not true. But I think he was just defending his guy. I think he has to learn how to be a pro. He has to learn how to dive into the tape. He has to learn how to live it and love it. I don't think he's there yet, and and he's still a kid, so he does have some amazing talent, but he's got to learn how to live it and love it. Do you think Denver is the – where does Denver rank in that AFC West hi, hierarchy for you, Pete? I think that division's wide open. I think any of any one of those teams can win it. I, I, the Raiders had some bad numbers. The Broncos, might, the Broncos might be the worst team in the division when it's all said and done. But they got the, they're going to have the, – they might have the best defense, though, and, and, and that matters. Chargers might. Chargers defense will be good. Yeah, Chargers could be end up being the best team in that division. I mean, the Chargers have talent on that team. The Raiders worry me because you look at the inside their defensive numbers last year, they were atrocious. I mean, absolutely atrocious. How much better are they? I mean, that's the concern for me. The Chiefs, 
the Chiefs are always going to be middling. They'll be nine and seven, maybe ten. Maybe they'll have a great ball I mean, bounces the, away to Pete, get eleven. Pete, they, Pete, they won twelve games last year. Did you think they were a good football team? I mean, I thought they were going to beat the Steelers in the divisional round for sure. That obviously did not come to fruition. Yeah, I just you got to be able to throw the ball better than they throw it for me. And that's going to be Broncos' concern, and that's why Rivers. You never. That's never a concern for him. It's not going to be a concern for Derek Carr. What do you guys got going on the rest of the week here, Pete? What camps are you going to be at? What story should we be watching for? Rams and uh, Rams and uh, Chargers this week uh, working out together, and and the Rams. I want to do something on golf because I'm. I want to hear what McVay has to say about him, and then I'm going to do something on Bosa. I think Bosa is the next great defensive player in the NFL. I think he's going to be a star. Star Jay, how about you? Yeah, I, I should have coordinated with Prisco. Uh, I thought he did his West Coast swing already when he was out in Arizona or whatever. I uh, am going to be, I believe, at the same hotel as Prisco. I'll be out in California for four or five days uh, with the Rams, the Chargers, the Cowboys. Um, I was supposed to get time with Bosa and some other guys. I don't know how that's going to work out, Pete. We might have to arm wrestle for that or something. I don't know. Who lose? Maybe do it. Maybe do a who can uh, shot contest. Who can handle the most shots? I think I would, I, I would actually. Uh, I would actually love to see. Like, like, what would the betting odds be for that? JLC versus Prisco head to head. Who can drink the most? I would most? bury him. In the oh, he would kill. Department? He would. De- he would destroy me. I'd bury he would, him. He would destroy I'd bury me. I've seen him. I've seen him in action. It's like not. Yeah, I bury him. Jason would He's be like pro. minus, minus three thirty. I think. No. That's- <laughs> Jason's yeah, yeah. a pro. No, Jason's a pro. Because I've never, I've never drank with JLC. We'll have, we'll have to change that at some point in the near future here. But I have drank with both Will and Pete, and both of you guys. Pretty impressive. The fact that we all hung all night a couple at the Super Bowl in San Francisco. Will, me and you especially, we had to repeat the story with. Uh, I don't know if I should repeat the story that involved an NFL owner. No, I would say if you're not sure, don't repeat it. That would be. <laughs> and then I've learned that the hard way. But Will, if me, there's at any, if there's at the thought even remotely crosses your mind, not to repeat it, don't repeat it. And oh, uh, that wasn't a bad story. I just went over and asked uh, uh, um, Davis if I could borrow. He had pizza in the lobby. I asked if I could have a slice. I don't think you asked. I think you took pizza off of his plate. And no, no, it. I asked. I said, hey, you mind if I grab a slice? And he said, no, fine. I sat down and we had a slice. It was no big I, deal. I, I like he's making it like they sat down as like as like best buddies and like had a slice. Like Pete took the slice and, and walked away and Mark Davis went well, on with his business. No, that's not the story. I sat down with him for a second. Right. You're embellishing like you usually do. For a second. Uh, alright, that's gonna do it for us guys. We will, uh, you guys try and tag team Bosa next week and see if you can get Bosa and, and uh, Melvin Ingram to chat about That sounded, the- that sounded awful, but go on, yeah. That was the goal, that was the goal. <laughs> uh, at hey, Pris- if he's gonna, if he's gonna, do, if he really wants to do Bosa, no, in, I don't even know which day, dude, I gotta coordinate. I don't know, I don't even know which day. I, I mean, if you're yeah, doing if you wanna, if you wanna do something with Bosa, go ahead. I'll do no, something with No, no, I don't. I don't care. I'm going to do, actually, I'm probably going with the Chargers. I'm probably going to write about why the hell they can't keep anybody healthy. With, yes. uh, I'm going to do something probably on the battle for LA, how they're doing this on a business side for marketing and all that, you know, the fight for the same fan base and what the relationship is like between the Rams and the Chargers. From the Rams standpoint, I'll probably write McVay. And then one day I'm going to do the Cowboys and then I'm going up to San Francisco and then going up to Seattle. I just want to. I just want to get through Orange County without ending up in the emergency room. That's my goal this summer. Because last year I went to yeah. the same hotel, same exact hotel, same situation. I I want to make it through L.A. 
get to Vegas, and get to out of Orange County without winding up in the emergency room. Yeah, yeah you're probably going to win this shot taking contest. You can't even get to LA without the emergency. All right, at Jason Lockett Four on Twitter at Prisco CPS. Subscribe, rate, review at the Costas at Will Brits for me. Thanks for listening to the Pick Six Podcast. We'll be back later this week.